Hey, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Trilogy Theatre in Victorville, far, far, far away from the UK. You guys are from the UK, right? Yeah, 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 we're from Middlesbrough, which is in the northeast of England, just not far from Newcastle. Cool. So what's your name and what do you do in Dog's Flesh? My name's Rob, and I'm the guitarist and songwriter. So where's everybody else at? Playing soccer. <laughs> Our national sport. Our national sport, soccer. That's where they are. They're all kicking a ball about. So is that what you guys normally do on tour? What kick a ball about? Uh, we always we always take a football around with us, but normally we have we get have a good few drinks um, and just chill out really, enjoy the show. What did you think of the show tonight? I thought it was very very good. I enjoyed it. It was it was good. The I thought all the bands that were on were good. Um, yeah, good shame about the turnout, but you know that's punk rock for you. You know, unless you're one of the major acts, you're not going to get full halls. So. How long has the band been around? We we formed in 1982, um, and we first time round we lasted up until 1985. We then split up for a ver- variety of musical differences, different direction, the way the band wanted to go, um, and then we got back together again in 2005 after virtually like a 20 year layoff. So, which was quite surreal. Yeah. Wow, so 20-some years. So what what happened between those 20 years that you guys weren't together? And how did you get back together? What's happened? We lost our hair. We got a little bit fatter. Um, we got married. We got divorced. We bought houses. We got cars. We got jobs. And we became real respectable English gentlemen. Um, what, what, asked, uh, what made us get back together again? Um, we went to Leeds. Uh, because we were going to see our friends GBH and Broken Bones, who were good friends of ours, we've kept in touch with since the 80s. Some of the bands that were on with them we thought were absolutely terrible. I'm not going to mention any names, and we thought, right, we were better than that. So we reformed. We had the original lineup, we had the original drummer, um, and he was with us for the first 12 months from 2005 to 2006. But because we were touring regular and all over the place, he had a young family and he couldn't commit to that. So we ended up losing him and getting uh, young Richie at the moment, who's the uh, current drummer. So what do you guys do while you're on tour? And have you ever been on tour before? We've. Uh, this is the first time we've been to America. And to be honest with you, it's such a massive, massive country. It's completely different to the UK and Europe. You know, the drive that we had from, I think it was Medford to... Vegas or somewhere like that it's about a thousand miles I mean it's fucking hell it's a long long way so what we've done this tour to be honest with you Jack is we've driven we've slept and we've played and that is it that's all that we've been doing we've had two days off we had a day off in Vegas so we spent the day around Vegas and then we had a day off um, and we went down to the beach um, uh, we went to Venice Beach and we went over to Hollywood and saw the sights there and that's it the rest of the time we've been sleeping driving and playing so what do you think about the United States shows? Are they the same as the UK or are they about different or how, how is it like? The, the, the difference between the US and the UK, you've got, in, in, in the UK, again, the, the punk scene really is dying. It's on the bones of its backside. Um, when, in my opinion, the biggest band, punk rock band in the world, which are the Exploited, play to 38 customers, paying customers in Manchester, there's something seriously wrong. You know, and and that's it. There's a lot of guys who 
were into UK 82 like we play and let's be honest Jack it's not everyone's cup of tea you either like it or you don't like it there's no halfway house with our style of music you'll never get rich playing that style of music whatsoever the crowds in I think personally in my opinion are a lot better in Eastern Europe and I think they're a lot better in America that's my opinion does it seem like the American bands are more successful in Europe rather than the Europeans in Europe I think the only I think the only really big American bands are probably Rancid and the Casualties. I mean, the Casualties played at at Sheffield and uh, they, they they did really well. I mean, they got full houses and everything. But you know, listen to the people that I've been speaking to in America. The Casualties aren't that well liked over here because they're, they're more like pop stars with being on MTV and turning up in Beyonce's tour bus. You know, and a lot of people who did like the casualties no longer like them. But I think in the UK it's slightly different. Um, they've got the UK 82 image, they look the business. Um, and I think a lot of the English kids are latching onto the casualties because of the way that they do look. So it seems like the casualties have a pretty good response in Europe? The, the, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the casualties, in, in, in my opinion, are probably behind Rancid, the next biggest American punk rock band. Do you guys plan to be that big anytime soon? I very much doubt it. Very much doubt it, Jack. We, we, you know, at the end of the day, we, we do it because we love punk rock. We, we're not going to change the style of music that we play. Um, it's all that we know how to play, and that's all that we're ever going to do, Jack. And we, as I already said, you're not going to make a lot of money playing UK82 punk rock music. You really, really aren't. So what made you guys want to start doing punk rock in the first place? We were we were very heavily influenced. I mean, the thing is, the, the the three main members of the band, myself, Tim the bassist and John the guitarist, you know, I mean, I'm 45, John's 44, Tim's 43. You know, we grew up in 1977 and the very first gig I ever went to see was the adverts, um, followed by the vibrators, X-ray specs, Generation X, The Clash. Um, and then when all that fizzled out, there seemed to be a big void. And we we then, or, or I personally, started to move away from that because there was nothing else after the 77 punk rock other than, in my opinion, like heavy metal. And I got really heavily influenced into like Iron Maiden and the bands that were around at the time, the you know new wave of British heavy metal, uh, Def Leppard's early stuff and Motorhead's. You know, they, they took over from where the 77 punk had dropped off and then obviously the next minute you know we went to see this band which was the exploited and we thought fucking hell you know we've never seen anything like it it was the apocalypse now to when there was the exploited gbh and you know we saw these hairs and we saw the the mute and we heard the music and we thought fucking hell this is what we want to be doing and 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 those guys even to this day they're very good friends of ours and they're a massive massive influence and that's why you know the all songs that we do at the end are either we either do a cover of sick boy dead cities or we sometimes do never again discharge you know because those three bands were the guys that inspired us to get together in the first place did you ever do any crazy things like they have like a cause mischievous stuff during your youth in the, the, the well, back in 1982, we had quite a very, very big following around around the area where we were from, and there there would be 50, 60, 70 people that would follow us anywhere that we went, and there there were a lot of skinheads, there were a lot of punks, and we used to have a lot of trouble that followed us. There was a lot of violence, you know, a lot of fighting and everything, and 
Um, I mean, as, as a band, I don't think we did any crazy things, but the guys that followed followed us, um, they actually destroyed a town. I mean, there was hell on it. Was a, like an old mining village, and you know they came out after closing time, and all the pubs had shut, and there was just a massive fight, and the, the whole street got smashed up, and guys were taken to hospital, guys were stabbed, and you know they had bottles put over their heads, and. There was nothing else about that. We heard nothing more after that. Um, and then we actually played the village just up the road from where this all happened 20 years later, and it's still mentioned. It's legendary in, in the northeast. They they call it the Battle of Ferry Hill. It's a little old hick town, but, yeah, that, so that's probably the craziest thing that we did. Do any of your songs have any crazy things that talk about that crazy stuff? Uh, we, we write about whatever's topical, Jack. I mean, you know, the... The Threat Remains is about the terrorists, you know, 9-11 and 7-7 uh, and in the UK with the London Underground. It's just whatever really is topical and comes into our heads, to be honest with you. I mean, we don't write about anything in particular. Um, some of the new stuff, Borrowed Time, is, is about a relationship that's breaking down. Sleazebag is about some guy that we met over in the Czech Republic who was just pornographic mad. He really was, and all he did was he just used to surf the internet for sex chat rooms and things like that. And... You know that's where that's where we got the inspiration for the songs from. We don't write about anything in particular. It's whatever's topical or whatever makes us laugh. So basically, this album, uh, the vision of hell. Yep. So off of this album, is it about terrorists? Since it looks like there's art about terrorism all over it. It's not all about terrorism. No, I mean obviously, vision of hell is about. It can be construed in many different ways. I mean, you know, Vision of Hell, the pictures on it there depict 7-7 in London and 9-11 in, in New York. But, I mean, th there's lots of ways that you can depict hell. You know, there's starving people in Africa. Um, there's child, you know, childs that are sold into prostitution you know in, in our opinion they're all visions of hell it's not just about terrorism jack it's you know it's 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 a combination of things that that make up that vision of hell you know mass graves and things like that so all the songs on here are about vi like certain or like descriptions of how hell is yeah, I mean, you know, if you have a look through them, borrowed time, you know, that that's about a relationship breakdown. Now, you know, to a certain individual, if they've been married a long time, you know, losing the wife, the child, would be hell. Um, fuck all, that song is about literally having nothing. Um, you've got no family, you've got no support, you've got no money. To that individual, he might be living in hell. So, yeah, I suppose it could well be. Kids kill kids. That's another one. That's what's going on in the UK at the moment. There's a lot of children who are 9, 10 and 11-year-olds and they're becoming crazy. They're fucking stabbing people, they're shooting each other and we've never had that before and the whole world's going fucking crazy, man. That sounds, sounds very hellish to me. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to one of these songs off here. Uh, so which hell do you think is the most hell out of all the hell? Out, out, out of the songs? I don't know. I mean, we like Sleazebag. Sleazebag's a good song. Yeah. But like I say, I mean, that, that again, is about these sickos who go surfing the net for, for miners and, you know, basically paedophiles. You seem to have plenty of those in the United States too. <laughs> all over the world, Jack. They're not just in the United States and the UK. They're fucking all over the place, and they should be shot. Yep. Them sleaze bags. Well, since uh, we're talking about sleaze bags, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll take a listen to uh, sleaze bag, 
You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Trilogy Theater with Dog's Flesh.
U.S. government is tearing it all down Puppets and empire to come all around The time has come for us to die
Welcome back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Trilogy Theater in Victorville with Dog's Flesh. So, uh, when are you guys planning to go back to the UK? We've got one more show tomorrow night in uh, at Ferns in Long Beach, and then that's it. We, we fly out on the Sunday, so we fly out from LAX back to the UK. Um, we've got a week off, and then we've got another show in Lancashire, in Blackburn, um, and then that's it, we're going to take two, three weeks off, we're not going to do anything, we're just going to chill out and relax and recharge our batteries, because as I already said earlier, Jack, you know, touring in America is different to touring in, in Europe and the UK, the distances are absolutely vast, they really are, and it, 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 does, it does tire out old English gentlemen, you know, Jack. So are you driving all around, or are you taking yeah. a helicopter? And <laughs> no, fucking helicopter, we're dog's flesh, we're not the casualties. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> So what, what's the most interesting place you've been to in the U.S.? I'm probably going to get loads of hate mail on MySpace, but it's got to have been Bakersfield. What a weird, weird place. And that's all I'm going to say. And the, and the people are even weirder. You mean Hollywood's not as weird as Bakersfield? <laughs> Hollywood is very, very lively i think compared to bakersfield strange place stranger people so how long have you guys been out here we came out on the 14th um we flew out on the 14th of, of this month uh, and then we opened up in portland um so we're here till the 30th and then we fly back out on the 30th so from the 14th to the 30th we've been here so almost a whole month mm-hmm. wow so have you guys ever uh done like a whole bunch of shows straight in Europe for a whole month? No, this is the first time again for us. Um, you know, we've we, we, the last time we did Europe, we did two we did two shows in Italy. We did Cremona and Genoa. Uh, we did, they were a Friday and a Saturday, and that that was it. Then prior to that, we did we did a week's tour over in uh, we did Czech, Austria, Slovakia, Germany. Uh, somewhere else I cannot remember the name of it but yeah I mean you, you can drive to those places no problem whatsoever you've got no massive distances you know all of the places are possibly the maximum you're talking four hours away you know you're not talking like 15 hours like we've done here 
How bad is traffic in the UK? Is it anything like out here? You've got a lot better traffic system in the, in the US than you have in the UK. I mean, you know, considering your freeways are six lanes wide, we, you know, you don't seem to have that much congestion. Whereas in the UK, you know, the slightest little thing, roadworks or anything like that, and you know, your nose to tail, and you could be sat there for an hour, hour and a half. It's bedlam over there. There's too many cars on the road, far too many. So there's no such thing as a six-lane freeway in the UK. Three lane is the maximum. Well, then you must think uh, the four or five with 22 lanes is crazy then. The four and five and six <laughs> lanes is brilliant. And I also like the one that you've got on the is it on the outside, which is carpool sharing. Yeah, carpool, the thing that I hate the most because I always drive by myself. Yeah. Well, that, that's I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think it causes more traffic than, <laughs> than, than uh, free up the thing. Well, where can people find your guys' music? Um, we're on the, the website which is www.dogsflesh.com or on MySpace which is MySpace forward slash Dogsflesh. You know, you can get us on there as well and there's, we're always updating the MySpace site. I'm a little bit lazy on the actual, you know, the official site. It takes me all my time to get my ass out of gear and uh, do the MySpace one. So, yeah, but they're, they're the two main websites. So what keeps you guys going for all these years? It's as though, to be honest with you, we enjoy it. I mean, we, we take things a lot more serious this time. In the past, we didn't... Uh, we were pissed or we were stoned and back in the 80s and, you know, we, we weren't really bothered that much about the music side of it. This time, I think we do take things far more seriously. We do, you know, I think the music that we're writing now is a lot better. I think as far as musicians go, I'll admit we're not the best musicians, we never ever will be, but put us all together and when we've got something and I think we take it seriously and we, and we do it because we enjoy it, you know, and it's, it's not for the money, you know, because at the end of the day we could earn more money staying in Europe or the UK than we get here, but we like doing it and, and, and the whole idea of this too is for a little bit of exposure for us and, you know, to actually make a name for ourselves in the US and... You know, we've had plenty of hits off the MySpace site and the website, so we thought, right, the next best thing to do is get over here and actually play some shows to the kids, and we've really enjoyed it. It's been good. We've made some great friends and uh, thoroughly enjoying ourselves. Sounds awesome. So what's the best song you think? This is your second album, right? Yeah, that's, it, it's the first studio album. Um, but um, the best song... Oh. I don't know. I mean, you, you'd have to ask some of the guys. They'll probably all have their own uh, their own favourites on there. Um, well, in that case, I'll just pick my favourite song. <laughs> yeah. How's that sound? Well, I like the song "Psychopunks" and uh, well, what was it? Mad Punks and Psycho Sins. That's well, that's what it was. <laughs> that isn't on there. That's on uh, the darn. To death. So unfortunately, that's not on that album. Boo! So I guess I'll have to pick another song. Well, in that case, I'll just pick XBB. XBB, that's a very slow song. Now, that's about prison. Back in the UK, we have what they call youth correctional facilities, or we, as we call them in the UK, Borstal. And that basically is about growing up, and it was set back in the 1980s where Margaret Thatcher, who was the Prime Minister of the UK at the time, decided that what she wanted to do was to give all the kids a short, sharp shock treatment. So what they did to pull them off the street was the slightest little thing, was a threw them in Borstal, which is a youth offence. Correction Centre, um, and that's what that song's about. Huh, interesting. So, is XBB the name of the place, or is it just an abbreviation it's for an something? Abbreviation, and what it actually stands for is X Borstal Boy. Interesting. I think we call them prison out here. <laughs> Probably, but yeah. I mean, we are, we call them prisons as well, but Borstal is for the younger guys. You know, if you're between. 
I think it's 12 and 16, you don't go to prison straight away because you're a minor, you go to what they call a borstal, which is like for a, or I think you guys call it a young offenders institution. We call it juvenile hall, I believe. Yeah. Well, that's where that that's basically what it is. It's a juvenile prison. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess we'll take a listen to XBB. Yeah, no problem. And you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Trilogy Theatre with Dog's Flesh. Right, thanks, you bastard! I'm the daddy now. Next time, I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and that was XBB by Dog's Flesh. And we're here with Dog's Flesh at the Trilogy Theatre. So what, what should we expect to come out of Dog's Flesh in the next couple of years? 
Well, we've just we've just completed that album, so we're, we're going to be writing some uh, some new material. Um, that we, as I say, we're going to be taking a couple of months off. We're going to get some uh, get some new material put together. Um, as for what what people can expect, well. Unfortunately, we won't be back to to America. Maybe we, or shall I say, hopefully we will be coming back to America, but probably the East Coast, maybe sometime next year. Um, as far as Europe and the UK go, we're going out promoting for the Vision of Hell album. Um, we've got uh, we've got some tour dates left in the UK and Scotland, which we're going to finish off this year, um, and then probably April April time we're going over to Europe. We're doing a full full two-week tour over in Europe, um, Austria again, Holland, France, Spain, Portugal, um, that type of area. Well, we're just basically going out promoting the new album, that's what we're going to be doing, Jack. So, um, we, you know, we're going to be quite busy, you know, quite busy on the road and everything. It sounds like a ton of fun promoting the new album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, like I say, it, it, it's difficult because, like I say, in the UK and Europe, it's very, very difficult, you know, and, 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 and that's why I think the the invention of MySpace has been brilliant for bands like us. It really, really has, you know. It, it, it's it, it's such an open media for everybody to hear your music. And, you know, the, nowadays bands... You know, bands don't need a record label. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of the Arctic Monkeys over in the UK. They're a massive, massive band over there. They're an independent indie-type band. Um, and they've they've gone platinum. They've sold everything. And how they did that was purely simply on MySpace sales. You know, so they're a real success story in the UK. And as I said, it'd be nice to get, you know, a decent label, um, you know, to, to distribute, the, you know, the stuff for us. And that's the hardest part because, as I said, Jack, earlier earlier on, um, the problem that you have in the UK is people do not want to listen to UK 82 Punk Rock anymore. It's it, it's old hat and it, 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 it really is dying. It really is, and it's a shame. And that's why to promote the band, to promote the music, you've got to travel. And, you know, the only way we can travel is over to Europe or to America where you've still got a bit of a scene. Mm. Well, I guess it's unfortunate for UK82, but it's still good in in the sense that people still actually listen to it, unlike other genres of music where it's just completely dead. Yeah, but like I say, Jack, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of reasons why over in the UK that punk rock's dying. There's there's a you know that the, the, there's a couple of main reasons and certain individuals who who think they're doing really well for the scene, but they're not. They're actually killing it, and you know they're paying these big bands massive, massive amounts of money, massive guarantees, and you know. Um, I don't know how they get away with it, and I don't know how the bands sleep in bed on a night. I really, really don't. Yeah. At least, at least you're not doing that, so that's good. <laughs> you're going to ask me to elaborate on that statement now, aren't you? And ask me which bands we're talking about. Nah, I think they know who they are. <laughs> they do, and, and and that song there that we've got there, yesterday's heroes. That is a lot about some of those old bands that were around, and they were. You know, they used to do it like we do for the love and things like that. Now, they don't do it for the love, they don't do it for the music. You know, they will they do it purely and simply for the money. And, and that, that's what that song is about, Yesterday's Heroes, a lot of those bands. I mean, you know, how a certain band can get $40,000 for one gig? I'm sorry, but that's not fucking punk rock to me. At least save some for me. <laughs> we, we don't get that, Jack. <laughs> But uh, some of those bands that are out there now who were big in the 80s, they get stupid amounts of money. They really do. And there's well, there's one main culprit who, who who's killing this scene in the UK. 
Well, out here in the United States, I think the pay-to-play shows are killing the scene. Like, we have to pay to actually even play. Ever heard of that stuff in the UK? We've only ever had that once, um, and that was in our hometown. The Anti-Nowhere League were playing, and the guy who was promoting it contacted me, asked us if I'd be prepared to play, and I said, yes, we'll be more than willing to play, and then he sprung that one on us. He said, but to get on there, what we want you to do is we want you to sell X number of tickets. I said, okay. Um, I said, how many are you expecting us to sell? And he said, 40. So... That was it, you know, but it's the only time we've ever done that and it's the last time we'll never ever do that again. I mean, if the Anti-Nowhere League can't pull in enough people, then there's something seriously wrong. They're a bigger name than we are and they shouldn't need smaller bands to actually sell the tickets for them. Yeah, that stuff here is ridiculous. It's like you got to sell like 60, 70 tickets. Oh, at the Galaxy Theatre, I even heard someone needed to sell 100 tickets for DI, or I shouldn't even say that. But they should, they, they got to sell like 100 some ticket, tickets to like play this show and it's like, how can these small bands even afford that stuff, you know what I mean? The thing is, if a band like DI and a band like the Anti-Nowhere League can't pull the people in, then get out of it. Get out of it and make way for other bands that can pull them in. Simple as that. You know, they shouldn't have to rely on smaller bands. They really shouldn't, you know. And at the end of the day, you've got two big bands there, DI and the Anti-Nowhere League. If they can't pull enough people in to actually get their guarantee then there's something seriously wrong. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, we, we, back in the UK, we do a lot of door shows where we don't get a guarantee, you know, we'll take a chance. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, sometimes we've made absolutely jack shit. We've made nothing, you know, but other times we've earned actually more than we would have had we done a guarantee. Now, you will not get any, any big name UK band who will do a door taking uh, show. They just won't do it. They want a guarantee and that's it. Unfortunately, it seems like that's the way this this scene is turning into, and it sucks. But I guess uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just take a listen to the song and hope it goes away or something like that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I say, Jack, it, it, it's unfortunate, but the the problem that you have at the moment is, and, and obviously I can't speak for American bands, but certainly a lot of the English bands they they do come over to the US because they get a big payday. They get a big, big payday, and what they don't make on the actual guarantee, they'll sell on. The, they make on the merchandise. So, you know, that's uh, that's why you get a, an awful lot of influx of English bands coming over here. I mean, you look at the Addicts. You know, um, back in 1982, I would say the Addicts. If you if you had to division uh, bands, you probably had GBH, Exploited, Discharge in Division One. The Addicts in back in 1982 were probably Division Three. And I'm not being disrespectful to them, but they weren't a big band back in 1982. But, you know, when you speak to the kids in America now, the addicts are probably bigger than the exploited or bigger than anybody. You know, I mean, they've got all these shoes that Draven do. That I mean, they are literally a marketing man's dream. You know, everywhere you go, now you see monkey's face all over the place. And um, But, you know, credit to them. I mean, if they're making the money over in the US, then then good luck to them. Unfortunately, everything's about money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that—that's—that's that's the way it is, Jack. And uh, you know, unfortunately, you know the, the the bands that the bands that have played here tonight—it's not about money. They still do believe in the scene. They believe in the music, and they believe in in getting out there, getting on that stage, and kicking ass. And 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 those guys are the future. It's not the Anti Nowhere League. It's not Vice Squad. It's these guys who played there tonight. They're the future. They're the guys who are actually making it, you know, making it happen. You know, they're playing probably for fuck all. 
you know, and I take my hat off to those guys. I really, really do. Well, let's take a listen to uh, yesterday's heroes about that, all that stuff we were just talking about. And then uh, we'll take a listen to uh, a request over here. What do you want to hear? Kids kill kids. And who are you? My name is John from All Out Attack and Evacuate coming at you 2008. <laughs> don't sell out, bands. Don't sell out. And don't pay to play ever. Ever. Yes, and this is what this song is about. We've been listening to Dog's Flesh at the Trilogy Theater, and I'm Jack, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration. And you can check out my website at www.punkrockdemo.com, and you can check out Dog's Flesh's website at, what was that again? www.dogsflesh.com, or myspace slash dogsflesh. So check out Dog's Flesh, and here's uh, Yesterday's Heroes, and we'll end it off with Kids Kill Kids request from All Out Attack over here and I'll see you all next week.
wholesale murder, which apparently is engulfing much of the nation.
Yeah!
Stay. 
said I'd never be again
He was an outcast living on the back streets Waiting for his life to change He had dreams or ambitions They never went his way And now he works a shitty job Dreaming of dreams of yesterday Well, he's full of regrets, depression too It's a wasted life falling on you Was it life and you're full of regrets? You had the choice but you threw it away What's it life and you're full of regrets? You had the choice and you threw it away Living in a brainwashed world Subservience to its will From the cradle Waiting for his life to change He had dreams or ambitions They never went his way And now he works a shitty job Dreaming of dreams of yesterday Well, he's full of regrets and depression too Well, it's a wasted life falling on you Wasted life Wasted life Wasted life
radio show. We're going to be out of here. Listen again next week when the time is right.